Okay, this morning it's a it's going to be a pretty much a teaching time, so I'm going to go a little faster. So take notes or whatever. Uh, if you're not taking notes, take notes. <laughs> if you do take notes, take notes. Anyway, but I have a beautiful joke to share. Um, if you see me talking to myself, I am self-employed and I'm having a staff meeting. <laughs> I wish mosquitoes suck fat instead of blood. This is my all-time favorite. I eat twice as much meat as possible so that the vegan who thinks that he is making a difference doesn't make any difference at all. <laughs> any vegans here? I'm sorry for you, man. Me and Noah is going to make no difference for you. Anyway, lift up your Bible. Say this after me. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us, Lord. Speak through us. And I just pray that you will use my mouth, you use me, Father, to reveal your truth. And I just don't want to be in your way. Whatever you want to do this morning, have your way. And I pray for sensitive hearts, receptive minds to receive it. Not just reduce it to a good sermon and then put it in the shelf and move on with our life, but really take this and nurture it and to really walk in the fullness of your original design. In Jesus' name, amen. The topic this morning is very simple. It's called WMD. It's not weapons of mass destruction. It's weapons of mass deception. And uh, this is one of the things we hardly talk about in the church because enemy has a very uh, challenging way to approach us. And the deception, it's, it's in the appearance of good. It looks good, but it's completely different. And many times people fall into this deception thinking this is the right way. And that's why I want to encourage you to take some time to really talk about this because there are two other attacks of the enemy are there. We're going to highlight it beautifully uh, in quickly. But I just want to talk about deception because this is the most subtle attack. The first attack of the enemy is um, accusation. It's up there maybe. Yeah, three things are there. Deception accusation and temptation these are the major three attacks on every single born again bible follower of jesus every single person okay so deception accusation and temptation if you all go through this not one single person here who has never said i've never gone through this spiritual warfare is something that you all endure before the throne there is always a cross and this is part of the cross this is part of you me carrying the cross and walking it but the two of them accusation and temptation it's it's very outrightly visible but the deception part is not visible and I want to take today, maybe the Lord willing, we will talk about the rest of those two in the coming weeks. I don't know how the Lord is going to lead us. But I want to talk today predominantly about this one simple thing about deception with some examples. But let's go a little deeper. There's the next slide here. It talks about the weapon and the method and the behavior. So the first weapon the enemy uses is accusation. But what happens? The method. He accuses you of what you did wrong. It's pretty obvious. Okay, you watch something on the internet and then you come to worship and the enemy is like, you think you are a worshiper, man? You, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, and then part two, I still know what you did last summer. It's kind of like he brings you the accusation part all the time. That's why you feel what happens, the behavior, constant guilt, insecurity, and there is no confidence. 
you go on before the bible says in hebrews 4 come before the throne room of god with confidence and we don't have confidence why because we are constantly accused and the bible talks about your the accuser is the accuser of the brethren and also the sisters okay it's it's the both <laughs> so so sisters are not uh, excluded is the accuser of both of them and that's what he does he constantly reminds you of where you have missed the target anybody went through that yes 95% the rest of you thinking about it okay the second weapon go slow thambi the second weapon is temptation and what happens in the temptation he tempts you at the weakest point of your life everybody has a weak point in your life can you agree it could be food it could be sex it could be alcohol it could be shopping it could be anything i don't know your weak point but you know your weak point and every single time enemy this is the the funny thing about enemy the whispers of god are always silent but the temptations of the enemy is like banging your door so loud and he never comes through your strong for strong point in your life he comes through your weakest point weak point where sometimes you are lonely you are alone and maybe you had a peak wonderful time and then suddenly he wants to pull you down so he knows your trap it could be anything and you need to know what's your trap is and you need to ask the holy spirit to stay away from the trap what happens when you fall in that method you caught into this behavior of shame and condemnation this is the lifestyle people live with shame constant shame why because they could not see the presence of god what is the presence of god you look in the bible it talks about the face of god what is condemnation i have said this before please bear with me i'm going to say it again it got two greek words basically means death sentence a roman says in christ there is no death sentence in christ there is no condemnation amen so look at the third one these two are very clear but the third one is pretty much people don't even realize they are going through this it's like enemy deceives with the appearance of good but the root is evil it appearance of good root is evil and what is the behavior of that it's pride and arrogance i know it all i'm doing the right thing i know you your help and this is what this morning i wanted to talk about it i wrote down here i'm not sure it's up in the screen walking in the fullness of god's eternal purpose is something every christian should eagerly desire walking in the fullness of god's eternal purpose is something every christian should eagerly desire and this morning i was meditating and the the one of the part of the devotion i'm doing the guy was talking about how abraham was considered a father of faith and that, and then he goes on gives a list and he says Abraham never had a church. Abraham never had a small group. Abraham never had a devotional book guide. Abraham Abraham never had a book I mean called Bible. Hello. But his heart was committed. Why? There was something deep inside of him that the externals doesn't need to comfort him. Today we have all of these but not the personal encounter with God. Does it make sense? And this is the thing we as a church we have to strive to see that full encounter of god's eternal purpose and deception is very deceiving someone said this humanity without christ in the center is demonic in nature humanity without christ in the center is demonic what happens when you take christ out of humanity you become gods hello 
that's what happens you take christ out of humanity that's the age old lie what is the age old lie you eat this fruit you will and that's where the little god theory also came we we are gods we are not gods we are the habitation of god's dwelling place amen many times we kind of confuse this i wrote down here when we lose the knowledge of the existence of the creator we lose the concept of the design that's what now right now the majority of the world especially the post christian world like western europe and america is trying to do is to erase the creator so they can mess up with the design and look what happens here when you lose the concept of the design we undermine the discovery of the purpose so today if you i lived as a missionary in south africa you snatch a, a particular eagle's egg and you break it you go to prison for 2 years but the same government will pay you for free abortion you see the values changed so that's what when we lose the concept of design we undermine the discovery of the purpose when we undermine the discovery of the purpose we remove the conviction for accountability so there is no accountability you just do whatever you want when we remove the conviction for accountability we undermine the fear of god can you imagine we live in a time right now there is no such thing called fear of god even among the church in the church you can't talk about fear of god people get mad at you when you talk about fear of god is love god is your buddy god scratch your back you scratch god's back it's have a nice kumba kumbaya bambalela time but not necessarily god's fear we cannot talk about it because people get offended look this is what i wrote on when we undermine the fear of god we become the godless generations or worst off we become the gods of this generation you come to this point right now nobody can't tell you anything it's it's my life i just want to do my thing and if somebody corrects you it's called judgmental hello i'm not saying you you are very holy to me you look very i'm just talking to the youtube anyway you know so this is the thing let's let's take this and let's think about it this word we undermine the fear of god we became godless generations and worst of we became the gods of this generation ponder on this have we ever lost the fear of god why because we not we, we don't know the creator and i wrote down here the three objects of demons it's very quickly we're going to go because we are coming to the meaty part quickly it's still a backdrop okay the first one is to torment and torture that's what the enemy does he torments and torture look around that's why if you look at the gospels this year the lord told me read only the gospels i started this year just reading the gospels nothing else i'm not reading any other thing just reading the gospels matthew mark luke john just that again and again just because something jesus did we don't do it we we don't do what jesus did we we just do something that pleases us wants to make us happy and you know and jesus everywhere he went he preached he taught he healed he preached he taught and healed he proclaimed the kingdom of god we proclaim not the kingdom we proclaim our own something called ministry jesus jesus called people to follow him today we are calling people to follow a curriculum hello so quiet you need coffee we have chai no badi achai chai okay i'm not speaking in tongues i just told it's a very nice tea all right so the demons first thing is to torment and torture this is the reality 
torment and torture okay number two it to keep you from knowing Christ so after you got from that torment and torture what it does it keeps you from knowing Christ it blocks you so they give you all distraction I know there are some people I've been praying I met them God dealt with them there was God's touch upon their lives I saw them when they came here God touched them but every time on Sunday they don't show up I call them and say they give a perfect excuse for not showing up what is this stop them from knowing Christ know people you know people like that you know they are ready passionate but but even if they come to know Christ this is the third one they will distract you so that you don't enter into the full destiny of God this is called busyness syndrome have you heard that busyness what are you busy I'm busy by being busy it's a busyness syndrome so you don't utter the fullness of God because there is so much things on your plate how many of you know you can't receive when you are full? Hello? God never goes and keeps on filling a person who is already full. He looks for a hungry person. How, how, this, this kingdom works so weird. This kingdom works, this, this kingdom works super opposite to the world view. The world view says get all you can, can all you get, sit on your can. This world view says you want to get received? Give it away. Do you want to live? Die. Do you want to go high? Go low. That part everybody understood, no? You want to go high? <laughs> anyway, no pun intended. <laughs> anyway. Mm. So, what are some of the deceptions? I wrote down here a few. I'm going to give maybe because of lack of time, we're going to run through quickly five deceptions. But I have scriptures to back up with. So, enemy is always, I'm not sure it's there. Enemy always comes against God's word in your life. Enemy doesn't care about your opinion, but he's scared of the opinion of God in your life. The one thing, that's why the, the second person of the Trinity is called the Word. Is against the Word. The Word that was spoken over you. The destiny that was spoken over from the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Spirit. Over you is against that one. He's not against your Word. Your Word, He doesn't care. You know. Alright, so five examples. I wrote down here, it's, it's first one. God designed us to live a healthy lifestyle. What is the deception? The deception is ice cream is just a processed salad. You know, many of you know I was really big and I lived in the deception. Ice cream is a processed salad. Where is ice cream come from? What do you need? Milk. How do you get milk? From the cow. What cow eats? Grass. Ice cream is a processed salad. I used to believe that until 2016 and I had a chest pain run to the hospital my kid was so small in the hospital and the Holy Spirit said if you keep eating like this you're going to come home sooner than I thought and we have to change our lifestyle and sometimes we, we think it's okay Sunday I went to church but what you're going to do after church is still equally important to God coming to church as well hello wrote down here 1 Corinthians 6.19 don't you know this is Paul talking to the Corinthians the Corinthians I, I, I really thank God for the Corinthians because they ticked Paul off in a wrong way that's why he wrote these two letters I mean when I go to heaven I'm going to check out where the Corinthians are give them a high five because they pushed Paul in a very weird way he has to write these things he's, now see what he's writing it still echoes to us don't you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you whom you have received from God you are not on your own isn't it beautiful 
how many times we have messed up this body this is an earthly suit and we have taken this corrupted stuff into this earthly suit and we still call it today church don't want to talk about abstinence today church don't want to talk about things that's going to damage you why because we are called to people pleasers quote and quote we cannot address the issue if you address the issue too judgmental why we have become the gods of our own i want to challenge you if you have walked into any sort of deception i want to challenge you this body this suit you are wearing belongs to the holy spirit and you have a responsibility to host him well amen amen number 2 second deception god equipped us with gifts and talents to work hard and earn and live a decent lifestyle this is for all the singles listen but the deception is dowry is not a big deal it will help my marriage in a long run as an endowment for many of the white uh, westerners uh, white or black westerners doesn't man matter but it's just westerners you don't know what the heck dowry is dowry is something a girl has to give such a such an amount of money so that the guy can marry her The first question I asked my brother Arnab when he said Anna I'm going to marry this girl the first question I don't know whether you remember did you look for a caste he said no 50% is passed in my mind did you ask for a dowry no I gave him a hug I said you passed my friend you have come out of this demonic stronghold that is oppressing this country you know in the in the christianity we don't ask directly you know what we say whatever you give we will receive it Jeevan you're not going to receive any dowry no amen you are full of life in Jesus name look at this James 117 i wrote down here every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting sad shadows look at this verse in proverbs 1224 work hard this is from the new living translation work hard and become a leader be lazy and become a slave be lazy and become a slave this is what god has given us you know we are equipped with gifts and talents i no need my wife to give me a dowry so that i can keep her well that's i am not handicapped god has equipped me i can be blessed i can work hard do what is god has given me you know and most tamilians god has given how to talk the south indians they give a microphone they can talk and that's the thing so god has given abilities and you have gift gifted on every areas of your life take that thing use it for the glory of god he is going to provide single girls you make a determination in your heart i'm not going to marry a guy for the sake of what i'm given a gift to him but sake of who i am amen all the single girls amen make a determination in your heart amen the third deception it's going to get better i tell you the third deception god said commanded us to pay taxes what it belongs to the government deception is only 3 to 5% this is the statistics in india pays taxes and most of it goes to the corrupt leaders so why don't you have to pay save it and use it for a charitable purpose the robin hood syndrome have you heard that i don't need to pay tax brother this was the reason i was rebuked by the lord in the when i came here 2010 2012 i was praying for two years lord release this corruption out of this country now one day the lord said you're staying in the same problem and you're praying for a solution you can't be part of a problem and trust god for a solution to the problem i said lord what do you want me to do pay taxes i said get behind me satan i don't want to hear that word taxes i wish jesus would have answered that question differently 
you know most of you here i know you are taxpayers but i'm just telling because some of you know you may know they may living a different lifestyle i want to challenge you and i called the christian auditor and i told him this is what i make this is what i receive as an offering i i am a youth without any money sorry youth from a youth with a mission so i don't have a salary and this is what i get on offerings i go on whatever the offerings get i i disclosed it i started paying tax for the last 8 years i have never seen a big breakthrough but when you are part of a solution to the problem you are actually agreeing with the mind of god amen you understand it takes time it takes time to see a change but at least you have set your part right amen okay look at this paying taxes is a duty of a citizen and christians are called to be good citizen but christians are ultimately the citizen of heaven look at what the matthew 22 to from verses 17 to 21 i just took one fr- phrase then jesus said to them give to caesar what it belongs to caesar and to god what is god's Look at Romans 13:7 Pay to all who are owed to them taxes to whom taxes are owed revenue to whom revenue is owed respect to whom respect is owed honor to whom honor is owed today that verse doesn't exist for many people why because they become the god of their own generation they don't want to be taught they want to be told if you tell them to change no i it's it's horrible to say but i wanted to challenge you that you would put your feet down you respect that this bible is not a rule book this is a life book amen this is a life book when you the reason this book is given not to know the principles and the ethics so that you will come the instructions are to introduce us to the instructor amen the the book this book has to introduce to the author of the book the goal of god is to transform you in the image of his son that's why here god says through paul oh if you owe somebody just give and then in some of the scripture somewhere it says oh no one except love debt is a curse in the body of christ if you are in debt i tell you i want to pray with you because god wants to break that off from your mind because that's never the original design of god amen All right the fourth one we're running out of time god has given us a privilege to host his presence this is a big one deception is as a man you have needs it could be man it's not just male it could be man uh, male and female you have needs it's okay to be here and there a little bit unfaithful after all you're not sleeping with anyone just washing some stuff on the internet you are way better than some of your friends today the number one challenge among the young people is pornography It's right now as i'm talking 3 years ago we were in oxford we went and attended a seminar hosted by a pastor on sexual abuse and pornography and they have come up with the statistics that that right now 70% almost 70% of women are getting addicted into pornography and his own father was a pastor and they caught him with stuff that's with child pornography he has to lose the ministry everything shame came in you know it's so challenging out of that brokenness this guy was raised and now he's preaching the gospel all over the world let me tell you we have talked about this issue a lot and i want to challenge you guys this is not something you brush it away 
I have said this again and again. I'm going to say it. You can't live like hell on Saturday and expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. It's impossible. There is no such thing called dichotomic worldview in the eyes of God. Everything you do, everywhere you do, you take the presence of God with you. If you are challenged in this area, talk to someone. Open. We have a staff, even in, the, in, the, in our men's fellowship. We talked. We asked, how is it this? These are things that are important to deal with. Because when you don't deal with these things, it becomes a humongous monster sitting inside of you. And one day it will show up. You understand? It's better you find somebody. You share. You bring things into light. And somebody said this. You are only sick as, you are as sick as your secrets are. The moment you bring it out in the light, it brings freedom. And many people will live in this deception, like saying, it's not a big deal. I'm a man. You know, he's watching this, he's watching that. You know, but I'm just doing here and there. I'm just, you know, flirting around. I'm just, you know, it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Why? Because you cannot afford to lose hosting the presence of the Most High. Amen. Last but not the least, let's look at the scriptures here, John 1.32. This is what John gives a testimony about Jesus. I the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remained on him. Isn't it beautiful? Imagine this. Picture this with me. You have Holy Spirit sitting like this. A dove. Imagine a dove sits. Dove is a more skittish, skimish bird, a more timid bird. Imagine you sit there. Imagine you're going to the mall, PVR, or going to your, your, your mall, or Skywalk, or whatever. You're walking down, and you... How you will be walking? You will be walking with the awareness that this bird should not fly away. Right? And that's why when we talk, we don't gossip. Why? Because he will leave. Gossip comes through the front door. Holy Spirit leaves through the back door. We don't call gossip. We call it prayer request. I want to challenge you. What is gossip? You will never say that thing when that person is sitting in front of you. You will never say that. That's called gossip. I have cut. When people start gossiping, I just change the subject or move away. But let me tell you, gossip is so interesting. That's why the Bible says the stolen melons are sweet. Okay, we, don't, we have never stolen melon, but I am from India, from South India. We have mango trees. Have you ever tried to steal mangoes from the neighboring garden? I tell you, they are the most sweetest mangoes in the whole world any any only arnab and lenu the rest of you are like repent you know <laughs> i tell you it's so amazing my dad will say one day one of my his officer's friend called and said my your son is in my yard is taking mangoes he called he called and said hey can you see a mango tree there are six mango trees there were six mango trees in our home but i told him dad but none of them taste as good as that one <laughs> It's so much thrill. Stolen waters, melons are always sweet. That's why gossip is so entertaining, thrilling. You know, celebrity gossip. Who broke up? Angelina Jolie is having coffee with Brad Pitt or Brad Pitt is having a coffee with Jennifer Aniston. Wow, what's the wrong with you, man? Just, your dimaag karab Look at this verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 12. So watch yourself. The person who thinks he can stand against sin had better watch that he does not fall into temptation. You know what people say most of the time? Brother, I am very strong brother. Have you heard this? I can handle this. I am always very suspicious when they say that. Why? Because they are going to fall right there. 
you need one another that's why we have life group that's why we have one on ones we talk to people say hey i'm battling with these thoughts i'm going through this can you please pray for me amen you might have heard me saying this revealing your feeling is the beginning of your healing it's important that you find people and connect and talk amen and what do you do more than that you walk in a prayerful life i wrote down it's not there a weak prayer life is a strong dominant flesh do you know that what is prayer it's not 5 minutes you do mantras 5 minutes in the morning lord jesus i pray pray that you will bless it and all glory and honor to you no 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 prayer life is you are constantly in the awareness of the prayer life you know how do you master the flesh is when you are effective in prayer life bible says watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak when you don't watch and pray it exposes the temptation that you are not designed to attend prayerful life this is important prayerful life insulates us from temptation prayerful life insulates us excuse me so it's important that you pray you pray in the spirit you pray in the tongues you pray every time you you know don't pray closing your eyes driving you will see the one that you prayed for for a long time so uh, you know pray pray in the spirit pray while you're working pray while you're having coffee pray while you're taking shower pray every time pray that prayer mind all the time how many of you have divine thoughts after you came out of a bathroom yes why because that's the place you are quiet everywhere it's everything is there thank god they didn't still make it waterproof phones otherwise you would still take that thing stupid thing inside The goal is not to recite this is what I wrote and the goal is not to recite recorded prayer alone but to come in deep relationship with him to know what's going on in his heart and pray according to his desires so it's good to recite the prayer that's written in the bible but it's more deeper than that tap into the presence of god get to know his thoughts pray that prayers keep on praying and maybe you don't see the result but it's okay it will come you're not obligated to see the breakthrough after you prayed per se immediately it it is happens in his timing but you are obligated to keep on praying because that's what god has commanded us to do amen pray like this you're all i want you're all i'm interested amen the last one we are running out of time god has given us the responsibility of co-partnering him with him in finances this is a big deal by honoring him with our tithes and offerings but the deception is tithe is from the law and i am a new covenant believer so i just do whatever it pleases do you know tithe is not from the law do you know tithe is never from the law law actually established tithe tithe came before the law and i know most of you here as your pastor i know you are tithe givers but i'm just wanted to share this because it says very clearly in genesis 14 19 to 20 and he blessed him who abraham and said blessed be abraham by god most high possessor of heaven and earth blessed be the god most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand and abraham gave him the tenth of everything abraham never had the law okay abraham gave in by faith tithe is giving in faith we are saved by grace through faith in christ jesus that's why abraham became the father of faith when you don't tithe you actually rob god tithe is like an insurance policy that you have i'm you know people say oh you're a pastor you have needs you have to pay bills that's why you're asking for tithe can i tell you this with all honesty and all humility i'll say this with the fear of god you don't pay us to live you are doing it to the father you understand 
my daddy is capable of taking care my daddy is capable of taking care of me and my family but you are not doing it for you know out of pity or oh this poor pastor is suffering with two kids no 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 that's no you are doing it because you are under the spirit guidance it's important and that's what i wrote down here in malachi 3 8 to 12 it's a long passage it says where were we robbed you god and god said in tithes and offerings you are under a curse for the whole nation because you are robbing me bring the whole tithes in the storehouses and there will be food in my house test me you know the bible says don't test the lord don't tempt but here it says test me test me in this says the lord almighty and see if i will not throw open the flood gates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that were not room enough to store it i will prevent pest from devouring crops and the vines of your fields that will drop in their a fruit before it's ripe says the lord almighty you know what does that mean drops their fruit before it ripes some of you may agree with me when i say this brother i received the salary by the 10th i don't know where it is gone it's all gone what does that mean it's the the fruit that is dropped before it's ripe why because there is no covering hello i travel a lot the god's grace he has given us a mandate to go to the nations and one of the things we are learning you don't go to a foreign nation without an insurance because you end up paying a lot a lot of money and tithe is like an insurance policy that you honor him with your first fruits not giving leftover you pay your staff you take care of everything and then leftover you just drop it on the box no 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 you honor him with the first fruits and then when you honor him you actually give him a legal permission i know here people in the church i get an sms because the church account is linked to our cell phone i get an sms such a such a number deposited 30th 30th 29th itself it's gone it's coming because if you honor him with your first fruits you are giving him a legal permission to protect your finances so many christians are in debt and depressed than many christians out than many non christians outside why because they have never honored the lord in the area of finances so how do we deal with the deception running quickly you deal with the deception with two two weapons the belt of truth and the sword of the spirit ephesians 6:14 what is truth belt of truth is the one that buckles you that's your waist you have truth everybody has a belt here <laughs> why because it takes you it keeps you away from not being exposed to your nakedness you know and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god this is the two weapons you use the truth belt of truth and the word of god sword of the spirit That, that's why the bible says he who worships will worship in the spirit and also in the truth hello amen all right time is running let's move to romans 12 2 it says we are not to be conformed to this world but let us be transformed in the renewing of your mind i have a lot of big passage there uh, i want to read this for you and wrap this time romans 8 6 to 11 it goes on like this for the mind set of the flesh is death we talked about the mindset the deception the mindset of the flesh is death but the mindset controlled by the spirit finds life and peace the goal of overcoming deception is for what to find life and peace look at this second verse in fact the mindset focused on the flesh fights god's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot for no matter how hard they try god finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh 
but when the spirit of christ empowers your life you are not dominated by the flesh by the spirit but if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one you are not of him look at verse 10 now christ lives his life in you put your hand on your heart and say here christ lives sir and even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin his life giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by god the person who walking in deception never understands he is accepted by god and there's a lot of examples we can go we have a limited time you know i'm over 30 minutes actually yeah yes god raised jesus to life and since god's spirit of the resurrection lives in me he will also raise my dying body to the life by the same spirit that breathes life into me amen